I'm literally only playing the intro music so I can uh, put something on the front of the podcast. Uh, Bethany will be on. We'll get to her after we talk to my friend Megan. I forget Megan's last name. It's something with an A. But Megan's been on a bunch of times before to talk about her confrontation with suicide. Now, Megan does a lot of the media for our upcoming Out of the Darkness walk, which is happening on October 2nd. So Megan first, then Bethany, and we both have dog problems. Thanks for finding the podcast today. Let's get to Megan. What are you doing? I'm sitting in a parking lot at the mall. Is that okay? That's totally <laughs> fine. Are, are, are you ready? Okay, good. Are, are you good? Can, can we officially begin? We're... Oh, usually you just officially put me on, so I was well. Here we are. Here we are. Here we are. Why? Why did you decide to uh, take up the mantle of of whatever Rachel's walk chair? Is that what Rachel was? That she's now. Oh no 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 no! Back back that up. Nope nope. That would be Peggy. Peggy is the walk chair. Got it. So I. I am not that responsible. Let's let's get that on the table right now. So I am not that responsible. <laughs> so it I, it took two of you to replace Rachel. Is that what you're getting at? Well, I guess. Rachel is a hallowed woman of great she is purpose a woman. and more. And I get it. She had a kid. Now she can retire. So, um, <laughs> what? What made you decide to want to be the media front-facing star of the Out of the Darkness walk? I think they asked me to do it because I'm the loudest. I don't know. There's some loud people there. But you're very good. Yeah, I, I, yeah, yeah. And I enjoy it for the most part. I get nervous, but, you know, I, I enjoy it. I enjoy it. I'm very much like my father in that, and that I enjoy speaking in front of people, and so. Didn't I? Didn't I trick you last year at the walk, where I was like, "Here, stand here for a second, and then I, I. Yep, br- you sure did. And and you, you weren't stressed. You didn't freak out. You were all good. So you are just the right person to carry out all of these duties to spread the word that the out of the darkness walk is. Where you just talk about it. Yeah, yeah, and I'm getting better at it. It's just learning to do it on so many on different platforms. So. Well, no one That's can all. see you here. It's not like me watching your every word <laughs> the other day at the gym. <laughs> Taking that god-awful picture. No, 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 no. So, it's it I don't really... Think I w- what? It wasn't bad. It wasn't bad. It was just the, the moment you captured. That's all. Right. <laughs> Well, let's capture the moment for October 2nd. Talk about it. Let's go. What do you got? Super stoked. Promenade Park, October 2nd, downtown. Um, Out of the darkness walk. This is, we found out, this is actually our 18th year here in Toledo for AFSP for Out of the Darkness, which I think is super cool. We are going to be in person this year. We're actually kind of doing a hybrid thing. I don't know if you knew that or not. I did not. Hybrid. We are doing a hybrid thing. So... Our tech guru, um, Emily, is going to be doing not only pictures, but she's gonna. we're going to be doing some Facebook go-lives. So if you don't feel comfortable coming down to the park to be with us, which we totally get, we respect everybody's, you know, thing um, with where they want to be with the pandemic going on, 
Um, there will be some go live things that day. Uh, we are still, not only are we still doing the reading of the names, which is what we normally do, which is where we read the names of the loved ones that people have lost, but we are still encouraging loved people to send in pictures of their loved ones because we are still going to do a running of pictures on our Facebook event page like we did last year, which people thought that was really cool. Yeah. So. I like Emily. Emily's been helping us out for a while, right? Yeah, man. She's super cool. But don't ever let Emily and I sit next to each other at a serious event. That will not go over well. How come? Well, because we giggle like kids. Like kids bad. Look, if I can do this for the eighth year, which is a very somber event, um, and not not irritate anybody or get under their skin or have the right timing with some of my humor, <laughs> you and Emily can sit next to one another. Oh, no, we could do it for the event. I'm just saying, like, when we sit next to each other in, in one of our meetings, we do tend to give Got it. Got it. We have to split you two up. Yeah. Um, yeah. what, what has been, what's been the interest in the walk this year? Um, I know we're not going to have a real clear picture for some time, but I know overdose death, overdose dose deaths were up as we move through 2020, not surprising. And a lot of them could be, could be connected to suicide. Um, nationally speaking, I think suicide numbers were kind of flat, which again, we'll have a better picture of that. Um, as we move forward, but what's interest been like in the walk after a very challenging year? Yeah, so we're actually seeing more younger um, suicides, um, people, more younger people, which is really sad. And we've we've actually had a lot of parents reach out to us, especially lately. Um, it's still the tenth leading cause um, in America of of death. Uh, the numbers that I have, um, is that in 2019, a little over 47,000 people died by suicide in 2019. 100, so 100, we don't have the- 130 people a day. And uh, when I, if I remember my statistic right from last week, it's the second leading cause of death between 10 to 34 year olds. So you're on the mark mm-hmm. with younger people. In fact. Um, I wish this was more discussed. There was more public discussion about it or the family would put it out there. But there was a, a kid, I think it was Southview or Northview, a 14-year-old that hung himself um, just last week. A, a terrible, tragic situation. And personally, I, I feel like I, I, I respect the privacy. Um, and maybe at the time when the time is right, they will talk about this publicly because I feel like the quieter certain places keep it to maintain a certain reputation, more seeds are planted for the next one to happen or, or, or at least preventing someone from reaching out for help because it's fitting into the stereotype of we don't talk about that here, which is bullshit. Yeah. Well, I think that, you know, I know, I think that it's, it's different for every family, every case. And I think that that Northview case that they're trying, um, just from what little I know about it, um, you know, I, I think that they're trying in their own, their own way. But that that was so shocking for that school and those that family. So, you know, I, I, yeah, things can be, and you seem to know more than I do. But and and it's very hard to surprise and, and shock and stun me. But um, with the world these days, when it comes. A suicide really would never um, surprise me because a lot of people are hiding a lot, as we know, 
And as we also know from personal experience, um, we can be very, very good at hiding things that are are so lethal. Um, and it's unfortunate. You look back and go, the signs were right there in front of me. Or, or were they really? You, mm-hmm. you just don't know. Um, when people are in a, in a dark place, they're really good at, at hiding things. That's why it's so important to say, I would love for the family to come out and say, we don't want this to happen to someone else's child. The resources are out there, please. Because I feel like when it's quiet, it reinforces other 14-year-olds or 13-year-olds or 12-year-olds with the idea that they can't talk about that openly when they absolutely should. Because if they don't, that's how we wind up in situations like this, sadly. I just think it's so crazy that that... That's that that's a a place where kids that young go to now. Um, that that that's where their mind goes to now. That they just don't think that there's anything else to live for at that at that age. I just I believe it. Um, we we I've probably brought this up with you before. Um, when we were when we were that age, we just like. Our lives kind of, our lives sucked or we thought they sucked because when you're a kid, like you got all these emotions, you're growing, you're going through puberty, it's school. Like you literally think your biology class is the most challenging thing you will ever encounter in life. And then somebody steals your lunch money and then you're too afraid to ask somebody to go to a dance and you're just like, how can life get any worse than this? Well, I have news for you. Um, But when we were that age, like suicide wasn't like part of the social vernacular. Um, I don't know what was, but when I was 14 year old, when I was 14 years old or 13 years old, and when I had all my self-esteem issues and there were a ton of them, and when I was getting bullied and then I in turn bullied others, um, if I would have known that there was an avenue of suicide, I I definitely would have contemplated it, but it was so far, like... Thinking about suicide then would have been like thinking about Facebook. Like, it it just wasn't in my universe. But now, right. this stuff is out there. Right. And that's what I'm saying. Like, it's like it was not part of our process then. Like, it, it just wasn't. It wasn't part of a... It wasn't even... Yeah. Now, yeah. Uh, and that's why, um, like, when my friend... Jen Wakefield and I go out and do our, our talks and I'm, I'm sure you and I have talked about this before. Um, that's why it's so important to talk about this stuff. So if it's going to be an easy exit for a teenager or a 50 year old, which it really is, it should be equally as easy or even easier to access resources that can help. Um, oh, and, absolutely. And the stuff is out there because, again, while 14-year-old Eric and Megan just had to kind of suck it up or, like, we either had to avoid school or avoid going home wherever the stress was, now these kids can text somebody who can help them or call or, or email or, or go go somewhere because there are far more resources to deal with these problems now. Right. And I will say this, and I know, you know, with having my own almost 14 year old, that would I tell her sometimes is I, and I, I hear you what you're saying, you know, text and go to the resources, but sometimes it's just unplug, man, just like go outside, sit in nature. I don't know about you, but like just unplug from all of it. And I think that that's sometimes where we get caught up is we just get so caught up in this 
media, technology, just all the time. And it's just, it's not, I don't know. Even that's no, just for me. No, you're you're right. Um, when uh, like I was off last week, I was still on my phone, but I didn't have to be as dialed into knowing what was going mm-hmm. on. So I had stuff to talk about, and that in itself is was was a vacation. Our yeah, phone, yeah. Our, our phones, even if it's not a place where we're getting bullied or where you've got an almost fourteen year old looking at Instagram, thinking that she'll never be as beautiful as these people, um, or or even if. They are finding positive things. Just everything always being there. It it can be overwhelming and that can bring yeah. you that can bring you down. So you're right. Unplugging is is very important. Well, there's a lot of great stuff on the phone. The potency of what's on there and how overwhelming and how it's always there can just be too much. Yeah. And even as an adult, like I found to like limit my own screen time and you know, and, and to explain that to me, she's like, well, why? <laughs> because it's good for me. Like, right. Like, I don't have to be She'll she'll look at my phone and she'll like, it'll give her anxiety that I have all of these unanswered messages and stuff. And she's like, why do you have so many? I don't know. Well, don't people get upset that you don't respond to them? I don't know. I don't care. Like, I, they'll, they'll still be there. I'll respond when I want to. Like. But they don't they don't get that they yeah but yeah, even it, some adults are like that too that they have to be connected at all times and I, yeah my because, mental well-being i can't do that because it's it's addicting and i'm 1000 percent certain i could probably google up some articles real fast but i'm a thousand percent certain these technology companies and app developers do research and do focus groups to and to create things that ensure addiction um, that that give people those dopamine hits that get people yeah. always going back to these apps or these devices or anything because we're the content and the longer we're on it the more ads we can get served so yeah it's amazing mm-hmm. like when, when you talked about May and her reaction to you putting your phone down like you you could even tell her one time we only had communication devices that had long cords connected to them. I know. It's well, crazy. it's funny. It's funny that you say that. She's. <laughs> uh, we were talking about nine eleven last weekend when we had her. When I had mm-hmm. her, and um, she asked me what I was doing, and I told her, and she goes, "Oh, you're on the phone with Grandma." I said, "No." She goes, "Oh, well, did you call her?" I, I said, "No, May. It would have been a long distance phone call." <laughs> and she didn't. She didn't understand that. And she goes, oh, you mean those cell phones with a cord? Oh, <laughs> Jesus. I said, you mean a landline? Like, she didn't. So, my, I, said, May, I didn't have a cell phone until I was a junior in college. So. <laughs> my friend Alex, who works at the, the Wellness and Recovery Center, she's on the podcast. Um, I had seen a tweet last week that I guess a lot of younger people kind of blew their minds. So, I told Alex, and she did not know that up until 9-11... There were no baggage fees. No. So. Nope. Yeah, 20 years ago. But then again, 9-11 changed so much. Um, Literally everything was flying, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, October 2nd, American Foundation of Suicide Prevention, the Out of the Darkness Walk. Yeah. Uh, since it'll well, be. I want to. Go ahead. I, I wanted to plug, since we're talking about like wellness and, and mental well-being, you know, some of the things we're going to have there that day at the park is some of the things that help you build up those coping mechanisms. So last year we had, and um, I'm 
looking to see if her name is on here. But we had a, a woman come, or she was on our webpage, and she led some yoga. Well, she's going to be there in person this year to do a few. We aren't going to get down on the ground, so don't worry. But she's going to do some standing yoga stretching poses, a couple of sessions of those, so that if people want to learn how to do some deep breathing to help with your anxiety and just some stretches. I know for me, that is A, number one, like the bomb for me whenever I'm just like in a like a an anxious episode that helps me um, there's going to be vendors there that's going to have all different kinds of there's going to be counselors there we're going to have more than one counselor this year which really I think I'm stoked about that and um, I know one of the counselors personally and she's fabulous so um, we're just we have lots of things there that's going to help you cope because it is it is a little it is somber but it's a time to heal I mean we're bringing these we're bringing everybody together to ex that has experienced a loss of suicide so that they feel comfortable and comforted by those who have experienced something similar. So Yeah, because if you don't get help, you could very well wind up being one of the names that we read off yourself. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I used to tease Rachel about this, and I know that it's weird times, but these have functioned very well over the summertime and to comfort anybody if you want to pass the word along from what I've continually asked of the Lucas County Health Department and my friends at ProMedica uh, not Jeep Fest not not not, not, not the GAF not uh, Pride not the Solheim which we could know by now none of that stuff was any kind of super spreader so if that will um allay some potential fear not that i would ever say like you got to bring your ass out here or you're like sissy for being afraid but just letting people know because that hasn't been widely reported there have been no super spreading events yeah. and it helps that we're we're outdoor but um my point was well and we're gonna have i mean again we'll do we have hand sanitizers we have boxes of masks i mean we have that stuff so we're prepared if somebody comes out and doesn't have something they need we we went ahead and got all that stuff ready so that we have it for people so well, the thing I tease Rachel about, we were we were growing so quickly, and we even got some some decent weather for a couple of years. And obviously, last year was a, a big a big setback um, to that momentum. But are we gonna have food trucks? Oh, oh, are we? Do you know how stoked I am about? We are not having just one. We're not having our classic one, Smash Dogs, which you know. But I pushed and pushed, and Eric, we are having a coffee truck. And I am so stoked. You have no idea. Who is it? I don't remember the name. <laughs> so, all right. Do but, we, but, not but not to be the have... not to dampen your excitement. And well done. But are we gonna have any more food trucks? Just the two to start with. Okay. All right. So so we're we're main, we're holding steady as a two food truck walk. Y yes, but there be coffee. Okay. Because right. didn't. In years past, when we've tried to like serve our own coffee, we've had a massive bee attack, and we're hoping to I remember limit that. that. We had we had Starbucks before that, that donated. I yes. think. Yeah. Okay. Yes, and we got attacked by bees, and we don't we don't want to do that because I don't want to play nurse all day. Because mm, you do it all week. Yes. I all right, do. Octo October second, um, mm -hmm. Promenade Park. American Foundation for Suicide Prevention, out of the darkness walk. If you have lost someone to suicide, we cordially and warmingly and thoughtfully invite you to come out. 
Um, or if you're just someone who likes to float around the mental health realm or you have questions, this is a great place since we will, as you mentioned, we'll have all the vendors and the proper tabling out for our event because we're in person again on October 2nd. Yes, we are. You going to be on TV anymore that I can take pictures of? I am September 30th, WTOL again in the morning, and uh, we're still working with uh, Channel 13. So, Awesome. Cool. All right. Well, thanks for the time, and um, I'll welcome. talk to you. I'll text you soon. Okay. All right. Bye. Bye. Hello. Hi. Sorry. I'm writing... I'm disputing my latest seven-day ban to Facebook right now. What are you talking... Why are you banned from Facebook? Because I said I was going to kill Andre. Clearly, Uh I'm not going to kill my dog. Yeah, but they don't know that. Well, there's an appeals process that I'm writing through right now. Let me see if I can zip through it real fast here. Good luck with that. Uh-oh. 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 Uncle Eric. Uh-oh. She talks now? Um, some words. I hear uh-oh. She's very good at uh-oh. Which uh-oh, language? Uh-oh, doggy. English. What countries is this content relative to? Oh, my God. Wow, this is kind of wild. Should I say it's like Turkey or something? United States? I don't do that. What keywords best describe your content? Melancholy. <laughs> da, 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 uh-oh. 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 Uh-oh, uh-oh, uh-oh. Oh, no, it, no. It's, it's Luma D. Luna what? Luma D. Do it come back in like five minutes? Sure. Okay. Just text me when you're ready. All right. Bye. Bye. Hello. So I filled all that shit out and uh, apparently they only select a number, like a small number of the cases of the appeals cases. What? This is ridiculous. And I've, I hope mine is read because I very clearly put like, please go look at my profile. I support a number of animal agencies and I talk, I am also a mental health advocate and I include how much my dogs are important to me in that regard. And this is not good for my mental health. Sorry. Well, don't say you're going to kill your dog. I'm not going to kill my dog. <laughs> don't put L- it on social media. L- literally, like, all 4,900 of my friends know that I'm not going to kill my dog. But Facebook... I know that. But does- Facebook jail doesn't know that. Well, they have they have to fix it. Um, okay, so we're going to go super fast because i got to do uh, some country tickets here soon. There are some things I want to run by you. Um, I've already explained my dog stuff. You have a dog issue. It's that your dogs are going to have less of their food to eat, right? Well, yeah, because my kid decided that dog food is one of her favorite food groups. Your, and, kid, uh, your kid is 11 months old, correct? She's 11 months old, she's on the move, and she really has a fondness for the dog food bowls. And I'm not sure why, but she discovered them, uh, like, at the beginning of the week. And uh, Josh found her with dog food in her mouth and took it out, but she keeps going back, so it must have tasted good. So right. at least I know that I'm buying good dog food. I, um, I see no But pro- we even... I see no problem here. Let her eat it if she likes it. <laughs> Well, we even have one of those like uh, like movable gate 
systems that you can get for dogs and just move the gate around it expands and uh that's how we gate them off in the kitchen and so we use that thinking like oh that'll keep her out of it but she can move it because it's not very heavy and her tiny little baby hand slash arm can fit through the rungs like the holes of the gate and so she can still reach the food through the freaking gate so i don't know what to do because i i like my dogs don't when i put the food down they don't eat it right away they just eat it throughout the day so if i pick it up they're not gonna eat so i don't really know what to do other than just let my kid eat the dog food um okay we'll come back to that first you said she's on the move is she now crawling Yes, she's crawling at a crazy speed. And she um, can walk with assistance of, like, one of those, like, they have those toys that are, like, a walking, rolly thing that the kids can hang on to and, like, push it in front of them to kind of help them, assist them, teach them how to walk. It's the circle of life. Like, when you're 89, you you need a walker. When you're 11 months old, same kind of walker. There's just pink things on it. Totally a baby walker. All right, yeah. now now back to the food here. So I'm going to make a very unnecessary correlation and analogy comparison. This is like telling someone that they. This is like going back in time and saying you you can't have sex with someone who is the same sex as you. You just you just can't do that. Well, why not? It's what I'm attracted to. It's what I like. Well, you just can't. And then we realized that that was completely ridiculous. Unless the dog food is harmful to the child, let her eat. Well, yes, except for the fact that she's not really, she only has two tiny teeth. And she's not really, she can't really chew hard things yet. And they're kibble, so they're hard. And I don't know that they dissolve quickly. They don't really make dog food for babies. So that's the only thing that I'm concerned about is that it's a choking hazard. Not really that it's like, you know, a an unhealthy situation. It's just that I don't need her choking on Got it. dog kibble. Got it. So. I mean, in that, in that regard, though, she could, like, go for anything that is not supposed to be eaten by a human and choke on it. Oh, 100%. Um the other day, I left her alone with Josh for 12 hours, and she uh, tried to eat screws. So we're really, really winning in the parenting department right now. Mm. Are you guys, you, you have plans tomorrow? Uh, flying Pig Fest! That's <laughs> right. I totally forgot to talk about it. Um, and for what it's worth, I might take you up on an offer to park cars this year. Oh. Okay. Um, I forgot about Flying Pig Fest. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll pop. What, what time is that? Uh, three, it starts at 3 p.m. and goes till about 10. And it's just in our parking lot at the school. So come on down. What are you doing in the morning and stuff? I don't know. Hopefully sleeping because I'm so tired. Maybe I can pop over and teach Maddie some new words. Oh, yes, please do. Is your street <laughs> open? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so. Um, Some other quick things. Fastest podcast ever. Are, are any of the TSA students devious licking anything? licking anything oh oh bethany oh miss tiktok you don't know about oh, this 
I no, I don't think so. Okay, so clearly TSA has not sent out a memo that looks like. Let me read you this. Da, 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 da. Uh, this is from Northview. Dear parents and guardians, I will let you know there's a new. Uh, TikTok challenge called Devious Licks, which encourages kids to steal property from schools and post it on TikTok. There are many videos floating around of kids displaying what they have stolen or videos of students in the act stealing or vandalizing. Sadly, we've had this occur at Northview. And it's uh, it's a lot of bathroom items, which I never would have touched in my high school, but I'm glad to see it's not happening there. No, no, we don't we do not do that. <laughs> that's, that's, no. I can't believe Absolutely not. Are and you, if I find out that one of our TSA students does that, uh, they don't, they better fear me more than the principal. Are you falling why behind? Would you, why? Are you falling why? behind on TikTok trends? What's going on? You used to be so up on I, things. I am. No, I'm really falling behind on TikTok. I'm falling behind on everything. Listen, I, the school started and shit got real. I'm, we're so busy. Are you sending home? Are you guys sending home like daily emails of like such and such students have to quarantine? There's nothing to concern about. We caught it in time. Blah blah blah. Um, there's a little bit of that. Thankfully, we started the year wearing masks, so you know, yeah, we've had people in quarantine or whatever, but we haven't had like a crazy, you know, breakout or anything like that. Um, things seem to be going pretty well, but. Uh, yeah, I but I kind of want to go back into quarantine because life was so much easier. Like <laughs> we were in quarantine. I know. Like I, I missed that. I never thought I would say that. Um, one more fast thing. There was a story in the Blade today. There's uh some some uh people in the in the neighborhood of UT on Kyle Moore Road, and there are some student renters, and they are partying late and loud. And some of the neighbors are upset. And I uh, I guess the police aren't able to do a whole heck of a lot. And I want to get your thoughts on this. I think we're going to agree. Um, it's close to the university. Is that what you said? Yes. Yeah. I don't buy a house close to the university. We agree. I guess that's kind of my thought on it. I I know this is this is like right in line with like victim blaming. But same thing. Like that university, I'm sure that university has been there and that university students have been doing what they've been doing long before that person bought that house. Yeah. I I mean, you can you can be nice and try to have a conversation with your neighbor if it's an issue, but I'm kind of like, don't live near the university. Right. And look, the kids are in the wrong. I, I guess they're going until 3 a.m. And the kids, the the guy, the guy that had the Blade interview said that the kids are just flat out lying to the police. Fine. Like, I, I'm pretty sure the police view these things as this way. Like, as long as they're contained in these houses and not spilling out into the street, not getting completely reckless and dangerous, they're not going to do much. Because if you're sitting in there drinking in a house, underage in some, in many cases, at least you're not out acting stupid, wrecking neighborhoods or bars or shit like that. So they're not going to do that much. And, and I really do blame this person. Like, if you got a great deal in a house... And then you complain about the fact that it's in front of a rail yard. Well, you can't tell the rail yard to go away. Like, you knew this was here. 
Yeah, I, I mean, it, it sucks, but no, it doesn't suck. Every, every, everybody has bad neighbors. Like, come on. I guess, I guess. Um, all right. Well, I got to wrap up. Good to talk to you. I'll, uh, I'll try and come over tomorrow morning if you're, uh, if you're awake. All right. Just text me. I will. Bye. Bye.